Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gaming Couch, where we sit back and talk about video games, board games, card games, and the like. So pull up a chair, put your feet up, let's have a good time. Boy, howdy, everyone. Hello, and I'm excited for today's episode. It's a nice day out. It's a bit chilly. Wintertime's coming, so I like that. But also the topic of today. Uh, I have a knack for finding... Amazing games, pretty late. All right, Fury, one of my favorite games ever. I got that like two years after release. All right, it turns out there's another game released roughly the same year. Actually, I think it was a year later. Yeah, Fury was 2016, 2017. Fury is sometime around that time, but I digress. I, after watching some YouTubers, one group called Let's Game It Out, I think they're pretty funny. They played a game called Battle Chef Brigade. And after I watched an episode, maybe, of it, maybe two, so I only saw, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes of gameplay of it, I immediately bought the game, and I have to say, I do not regret it in the slightest. Battle Chef Brigade is just amazing with how it melds everything together. So, some background information. Just a quick Google search you can find up. All this fantastic information about it. So it got a 10 out of 10 on Steam in terms of review. 96% of people who reviewed it on Google liked the game. And it was released back in November 2017. So like I said, I'm two years late. I have a knack for this. It was created and developed by Tink- Trinket Trinket Studios. I'm not sure what else they've done. And published by Adult Swim Games. Now, any of you have played like Duck Game, which is amazing you know adult swim games they have an eye for bizarre games i feel and very unique games now in terms of platforms sadly if what i'm talking about gets you really interested in the game and you're somehow two years late like me because that happens it's not on xbox which is a damn shame i really wish they did do that but it's on playstation 4 nintendo switch and pc and i have it on pc it's fantastic so what the hell is this game? Well, Battleship Brigade, the name isn't a lie. It really isn't. It has a mix of anime, kind of like beat-em-up light RPG elements, and puzzles. And it's all mixed together, and each element of the game shines in a different way. So you play, you start the game as Mina. And she is very, very cliche anime girl. She's adorable. I love her. She's also incredibly lazy. So, like, the first big day of this very important thing, she sleeps through the opening ceremony. And she's incredibly good at what she does, being a chef. She's incredibly good at it. And she has big dreams of what she wants to do. She wants to leave the mom and dad's restaurant and go on to bigger things. So, like I said, it's very cliche, like, very, very cliche-like. And... It looks slightly anime, like the trails and everything, they put it as anime because it is kind of over the top in a way, but it is a side-scroller. And my one major complaint with the game, and this is really the only big complaint I have with the game, is its size. I wish there was more. I wish the story was longer. Like, I haven't beaten it yet, and I've played a couple hours of it on Steam, but I wish it was longer. Like, I know I'm getting near the end. So I wish it was longer. I wish there was more to Brigade City. 
which is the main capital city that you spend most of your time in. That's really it. I just want more of this game. And that's the only negative thing I can say off the top of my head, which is, in my eyes, a really good thing. So for this game, it... I'm trying to think of where to begin. All right. So you play as Mina. And like I said before, anime cliche, she wants to do bigger and better things. She wants to move on from mom and dad's restaurant, that whole thing. So there's this group called the Battle Chef Brigade. And it is uh, credited with bringing peace to every, you know, peace to the kingdom and unifying everyone, but through culinary, you know, arts and cuisine and all that good stuff is how they unified the people. Okay, cool. It's 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 a new way of looking at some cliche stories. So she wants to join the Battle Chef Brigade. But to do that, it's every year there is a tournament that is held. And those that make it through the tournament get to join the brigade. And then they have, like, different missions, like diplomatic missions, military missions, like a bunch of different missions. But it's all cuisine-based, where they use their expertise in food to settle disputes in a way. Again, it it's a weird concept of a story that's all through food, but they play it. Trinket Studios plays it very well. So when you actually get to the core of the game, which is the cooking, they take Iron Chef and go bananas with it. So if you ever watch like Iron Chef America or the original Iron Chef from across seas, you get an idea of the setup where there is the chairman, you know, the the guy that's kind of in charge of the whole thing that introduces the chefs to everybody introduces the judges and introduces the the main uh, ingredient, main theme ingredient. It's just like Iron Chef, and it's just, just as over the top, where they make this big deal about the entrances of the chefs coming in, and then they say, okay, here's this chef hailing from this area. And then there's this judge chef, you know, coming from this area, this diplomat coming from this area. And then the chairman... And I love the chairman. Like, every match you go to, he has a different outfit. I think that's amazing attention to detail. That the chairman, who you see every single time, he looks different. They went through and they purposely made different outfits for each event you do. I think that is a beautiful, beautiful attention to detail, making the chairman unique every day. So after he introduces the judges, then it's like, okay, your main theme ingredient is this. Go. So it's just like Iron Chef. So the gameplay that comes in, the way it's a beat-em-up slash light RPG slash puzzle matching game. Well, it is Battle Chef. So to get the ingredients, it's not simply you pick up ingredients and you go. No, you have to leave the kitchen because there are mystical portals that the kitchen is linked with. And those mystical portals bring you to some land that has been predetermined by the, judge, by the uh, chairman. And there are monsters there that you have to fight. And when you fight and kill the monsters, they drop ingredients. It's like chicken breast or berries off of a bush, ribs, steak, like eggs. You can find eggs. Like There's just stuff that you have to collect by fighting these monsters. Some of them are a little more passive. Like the birds are pretty passive. You just beat them up. You hit them a few times and they drop like breasts and thighs, I think. But if you let them eat some food... They'll lay eggs. You can pick the eggs up. But then there are other monsters. Like there's a dragon. A small one. But there are a dragon you can find. And the dragon drops ingredients. And of course, depending on 
the level of the monster, like the strength of the monster, like the dragon compared to the chicken, the chicken only drop one, maybe lucky two ingredients, but the dragon will usually drop like three, and they're really good ingredients. So that is how they handle the beat em up. It's just going, beating the crap out of monsters and bringing it back. How about the puzzle aspect? Well, when you pick up the ingredients, the ingredients will have usually two to four parts, different pieces. Because what it is, the puzzle is a match three game. So when you go to cook, you'll have a grid. I believe it is a a four by four grid, if memory serves right. And you drop these ingredients into the grid. And then you have a way to rotate. What they say is you stir it. So when you stir your pot and you stir the ingredients, what you do is you pick a four, you know, chunk area on the grid and you rotate it clockwise. And you have to rotate these things to get a match three of one of three different elements. So the ingredients have either a taste of earth, a taste of fire, or a taste of water. So it's really easy to identify blue, red, and green. When you get three of them matched, they fuse together into one gem. They call it taste gems. And there are three levels of taste gems, level one, level two, and level three. So if you match three level one taste gems together, they create a level two. If you match three level twos, they create a level three, and that's the max. And you get points, the way you get judged is you get points based on the ingredients you used. So the higher taste gems you have, the more points you get. And of course it gets harder because once you have a level three, yes, the level three is really good, but now it permanently takes up a slot in your grid. And if you tried, if you go to remove it, you lose out on a lot of points. So the better your dish becomes, obviously the less ingredients you can put into it and you have to be more careful with how you do it. And then as the time goes on, you get more pieces for the ingredients like bones and poison eventually comes into play because bad stuff's happening. So like there's a few extra things to it, but that's just the basic concept, just matching the three. And like I said, each judge has a taste palette. So a judge might say, I want earthy taste. So you want to make sure that your highest level gem, which you always want to push for level three, most of your level three gems are earth. Like you can have five earth and four fire gems and it will still be an earthy flavor because earth is predominant there. And you get more points because you have better taste level gems. You have a bunch of level threes, so you get more points. So that's how the judging works. Did you match the judge's taste palette, whether it was fire, earth, or water, or some of the later judges, it'll be two. So I want equal parts fire and earth. So you got to make sure you have four level three earth gems and four level four, four level three fire gems to get the most points as possible and match the taste palette so there's that you get bonus points for that and then also you get penalized if you didn't have the main ingredient like if the themed ingredient's dragon and there's no dragon of course you get penalized where's the dragon i don't taste the dragon it's an amazing dish yes but there's no dragon that is how they mix beat them up with puzzle and like i said before there are different levels of monsters so with the level gems if you kill the dragon, odds are the ingredients he drops will have a level 2 or maybe even a level 3 flavor gem already built into the ingredient. So that's less matching you have to do. You can just dump that into the pan and get some bonus points right away with minimal effort. Now, how about that whole light RPG aspect that I mentioned? Well, before you go into any competition, you're able to shop in the town and buy new things. 
and then you have a loadout. So your character has nine equip slots, three slots per category. There's the combat category, things that help you fight monsters. There is then your pantry slash... I'm trying to think how to put it. Like pantry slash ingredients slash specialty category, I guess. I can't remember what they call it in-game. But it's bonus ingredients. So like you can start the game like right away I bought these three things from my pantry that said this counts as four level one earth gems, four level one fire, four level one water. So pretty much in my pantry the second it started, I already was stocked with a few ingredients to make like base dishes off of or to just add an extra act an extra flavor to a dish that I'm making. I just get that every match. Or in that same category, you can use books. They call them expertise books. I found my my niche is vegetarian. There was a book that said if you serve a dish with only vegetables, the exception being the theme, because you need the theme ingredient in your dish, if everything else is veggies besides the theme, you get bonus points for your expertise because you made a vegetarian dish. And I have another piece of equipment in that same category that says whenever you pick up a veggie, a vegetable, it will automatically upgrade one of the flavor gems. So I get a boost to any veggies I pick because they start, at least one ingredient starts a tier higher, which is great. And then I mix all those together and I get more points on the judging because of my expertise. And there's expertise for like using at least 25 ingredients, making it like a certain point, like a level 50 dish in one minute. You know, there's there's various things that you can use for expertise to get additional bonus points. And then the last category in your equipment is your cookware. You can have up to three pots. So you have three slots here. You can have up to three pots, and each pot does something different. One of the pots I use is it's a, it's a match three pot, but what it is is a combo meter. So if I make enough matches quick enough, it builds up a combo meter. And then when time is up, it will select depending on how my combo is, what's like a times two, times three, times four, whatever combo, it'll select that many slots in my grid and have another timer. And if I have an ingredient sitting on the highlighted square when time runs out, it automatically upgrades it to the next tier. So it'll be a tier one gem, just boost to a tier two gem automatically without me having to match it. With that kind of stuff, you have to start planning your cookware because I have that pan. But you can also have pans that say, hey, it, you only have to match two fire gems to upgrade them instead of three, but you can only match red gems. And they do that for each of the, the flavors, fire, water, and earth. So you could have your loadout be just three pots, one for earth, one for fire, one for water, and you'll be jumping between pots with your dishes, but you'll be able to quickly match and easier, easily match certain ingredients. The downfall is the bones, which can actually be used as rainbow ingredients if you combine enough. Can't be used at all because your pots say you can only match specific flavors. So there's a give and take for specialty pots, which I kind of like. But for me, the cookware goes further. They have cutting boards and they have a couple of like ovens and slow cookers and stuff like that. So I come up with only one pot. And I'll have to make like three dishes with one pot because what I have is a cutting board. And the cutting board is great. Stuff like poison. You can get rid of poison by matching three poison things together and they'll dissipate but if you don't do it quick enough they will explode and you know damage the ingredients around it so what i do is as soon as i get some poison ingredients i go to my chopping block i just cut it off i just shave that right off and if i have like an extra bone shave it off 
if I need to make a fire dish and I accidentally have an equal parts fire and earth, I'll shave some earth off. So that cutting board is amazing because I can fine-tune my dishes to the judge's taste palette. I might lose a couple points by cutting off an ingredient, but if that means the judge is happy with it and I get bonus points, I'll definitely do that. And then I also work with a slow cooker. You put something into the slow cooker and you light it. And what it does is it will randomly pick uh, gems inside, like the lowest tier gems first, and slowly upgrade them to the next tier. So this goes into this whole planning mindset thing because you have your loadout. You want to pick the loadout that works for you because, of course, it's like Iron Chef. You're timed. You have a time limit to make a certain amount of dishes based on a certain theme to match certain taste palettes. And so if I have to make two dishes, what I'll do is within the first minute, I'll grab some ingredients for one dish, put them together, I'll drop them in the slow cooker, and then run off. And while I'm harvesting ingredients for the second dish, that first dish is slowly just getting upgraded automatically to tier two, tier three gems to get those extra points. And then near the end, when it's like down to a minute and a half, I'll take any dish that's pretty much finished and just leave it in the slow cooker. Like here, just leave it in the slow cooker. Because then it can just upgrade anything left over while I finish up this other dish. You're suddenly multitasking. And what's great is that play on memory. Obviously skill. Like the more you play the game, the better you get at it. Okay? And while playing this game, you start to learn the different environments. Where certain monsters are. You also start to learn what monsters drop which ingredients. And what kind of flavor palettes they have. And what kind of things you can find. So when a match starts... I want to do vegetarian, I'll go, okay, I need to go exactly here to find these vegetables because this vegetable has water in it and that vegetable has fire in it and I need to make that kind of dish. And I can just sprint right there and save on time because it is Battle Chef. It is like Iron Chef. It is a competition. You are dueling another chef. However, from what I've seen through the game, I'm currently playing on normal mode. There's normal and hard for now. Like They might have an unlock for a harder mode, but I've only seen normal and hard on the menu. Normal seems to scale with the player's skill. What I mean by that is if you make a not-so-good dish, the opponent also will make a not-so-good dish. A prime example of this was I was watching Let's Game It Out, and it was their first time they were having to cook two dishes or two judges. Now, I was kind of laughing a bit to myself because I played the game ahead because I didn't want to have the story spoiled for me through them. So I played ahead, and then I'm watching the episodes. The guys did not know they had to make two separate dishes. They only made one dish. It was a great dish, but it was only one dish. So, of course, at the end, they're like, oh, shit, they realized I had to make two dishes. Well, it's time to judge. His opponent, the CPU, made two dishes because it had to. Based on the points given, the one dish that the guy made was worth more points than the two dishes the AI made. And the only reason why he lost is because he got heavily penalized for not presenting a second dish. So he lost the duel. And that's what I mean by kind of scales of the player. It's when I played, I only lost once, twice. I I only lost twice, I want to say. And the first time I lost is because it was my first time having to cook three dishes. Or was it two dishes? It was my first time having to cook multiple dishes. And I wasn't managing my time very well. I wasn't thinking very well. And if you run out of time, you get penalized for not presenting on time, obviously. And also, you don't then get to choose who you serve what to. 
if you have to serve multiple judges and you run out of time, the game just automatically picks which plates go where for you. So I got penalized because the judges didn't like the taste palette because they got the wrong dish. So at least on normal, the game's not too punishing because you have kind of enough on your plate. Get it? I made a pun. You have too much on your plate to worry about the the CPU and what they're doing because if you're making two dishes and you got 10 minutes... That's 10 minutes to go find ingredients, find specific ingredients, find matching ingredients, and get your themed ingredient all together, and then to cook them and match these puzzles. So I become really good at this matching game because you have to be. I have essentially three minutes to make a dish, you know, on top of finding ingredients and all kinds of stuff. I have three minutes to make my dish. So I'm finding exactly what I need to match, and I'm using a cutting board to trim off whatever I don't need to make my matching better. And then you also can use other things like sauces. So you can drop a sauce into your dish and whatever gem it hits first will change that flavor profile. So if you drop a red sauce in for fire, if it hits any blue gems while falling, the first blue gem it hits turns to red. So you can modify your dish even further. So you have all this stuff going on to make sure you're actually hitting things just right that I'm not going to worry about the computer. It doesn't matter because... If I fail, it's because I really fucked up on my end. It's not because the computer did better. That's just an extra pressure. When I beat the game, I'm going to go back through on hard mode, and I want to see what the difference is because hard mode says, like, it tells you, like, it's harder. The AI is smarter, yada, yada, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to see how the game works there. It also has a nice cool part in terms of character interaction. The characters are actually really likable. For being a rather short game and not having many interactions between characters besides like the main two or three each character gets a really nice personality they're very unique they're very different like there's a character warped that you meet halfway through the tournament in like a small little cutscene kind of thing where there's some dialogue going on and he immediately sticks out he's an orc he's a really big orc he's a really fat orc but he's that cliche flamboyant gay pastry chef where his voice is high-pitched because the game has voice acting, which is amazing. Also, for being such a small game, it has voice acting in it too. He has a very high-pitched, kind of squeaky voice, and he loves his puff pastries and everything. And darling, you're so beautiful. Like he, he's so cliche, and I love him. And he's so memorable, considering I met him halfway through the game. I talked to him maybe only twice, and I dueled him only once. But I remember him very well, and I was really happy to see him join the brigade, because not every character makes it through. And then there's Ziggy, and then there's Karina, and then there's Shiv. Like, there's so many different characters, and they're all very unique. And then also, while you're playing the game, you need to win nine rounds to win the tournament and move on. And I noticed, while watching the Let's Play group, you don't have to duel everyone. So the guys that I'm watching immediately went right ahead and dueled Shiv. Me, when I did the turn, I never dueled Shiv. Not once. I never chose to fight her. And what's really cool on top of that is because they dueled Shiv, they got a unique trinket from her that said, okay, your daggers now slow down enemies. Me, since I never dueled Shiv, never got that trinket. So there's that uniqueness in the game of, let's say you're doing it on hard mode. Like you beat the game once on normal and then you want to do it on hard. You then specifically pick who you want to verse because there are certain characters that will ha- give you certain things that you really want. Like there's a guy called Leonid 
that when I go through again my second time, I'm going to duel him first because he gives you these rainbow drops, which is a thing in your pantry, and it has three uses, and each time you use it, it gives you one rainbow gem, which you can match with anything. So if you have two tier two earth gems, you can drop a rainbow in there, and it'll mold into one tier three. So it can substitute one gem. You can't do two. You can substitute one gem to upgrade a tier. I'm going to want that right away. That became a really good cornerstone for my starting dishes until I started to do the whole vegetarian thing. So I want to do that first. And then from there, you know, I'll think about who I want to verse next to get the certain trinkets that they'll give me. Like Wart, love the character, but the thing he gives me, I find useless because it doesn't apply to the way I cook. So there again is that RPG element being mixed in. How do you want to build your character to make certain dishes? Because like you can, I'm doing vegetarian only, but you can also pick up books that say the opposite. If you use only meat, with the exception being the theme ingredient, it's an expertise bonus. I love it. Like I, I want to play the game again to see how it is on hard, and I want to try something different. I want to try a different loadout, like a different playthrough, essentially. It has that RPG-esque thing in there. I just want so much more of it. Like, the characters are really cool. There's a few issues with, like, triggers where you might talk to a character and the game thought, like, you already talked to a different NPC. So, like, Mina will mention that, oh, yeah, I did try talking to him, even though you never did. So there's a few, like, continuity triggering issues, but it's not like a glitch that it breaks the game. It's just like, oh, the game thought you would have talked to them by now, but you didn't. Eh, it's, it's not a big deal. It really isn't. I I am. I'm loving I'm loving this game. I could talk about this game a lot. And I actually want to kind of cap off this discussion of this game with slight spoilers. So again, listen, I know I'm two years late to the party, but I like to just say spoilers anyway, just in case, because there are people like me that join the bandwagon years later. So slight spoilers, heads up about the end of the tournament, which isn't the end of the game, just so you know. If you get into this, the end of the tournament's not the end of the game, which is nice. So, the end of the tournament has a really cool challenge. After you have all of your wins underneath your belt, you have to go up against the final three. So everything else is just a one-on-one duel. I fight the person, I go home. If I lose, you have to do an immediate rematch. Like It doesn't count losses. Like Mina will always get a seven-win streak. Like The game says if you lose, retry. However, at the end, your gauntlet, you have to duel three chefs in a row. And they're like, you know, specialty chefs, experts, yada, yada. Like that final challenge. So you have to do three three challenges in a row without losing. And each one is on a different playing field with a different key ingredient with a different set of judges. So in the beginning, you're in one zone and you have one judge. And it's very simple. Make one dish for this guy who has one flavor palette. Fire. Go ahead, make the dish. Okay, you win. Challenge two. The zone changes, and each zone has different monsters with different ingredients. You have to remember what each zone has. <laughs> Again, to really become good at this game, you need to know what each zone has. So you move on to another zone, so there's different ingredients now that you have to work with, and the judges change. Well, now there's two judges. Oh, and this judge has a unique dual flavor palette. So I'm making water for this chick, but I have to make a Water earth dish for this guy. Go. This is round two. Make two dishes now and be successful. And that challenge is really hard because the zone they put me in, I knew the zone. I knew the zone very well. And I'm like, 
there are very few options for water ingredients here, and both these people want water. So I'm sweating like, what the fuck am I going to do for these people? I have so few options to make water that's going to take forever because, like, okay, I can harvest this plant that gives me a one level one water gem. I'm going to need a lot of this shit to actually make something worthy. That's the big challenge. So you have to go, you know, you have to make the dish, the two dishes for these people. Luckily, the ingredients carry over. So even though the area changed, any ingredients you have left over in your pantry from round one carries over to round two. So you have a slight head start, or if you have like extra time, you can harvest a couple extra ingredients, which now that I know that, I'm going to do that for the next playthrough. If I have like 30 seconds or something, I'll just quickly grab some plants, throw them in the pantry for round two. And then there's round three, and this is what made me sweat. Because again, that timer, that's your opponent, not the AI. It's that timer makes you sweat. At the very end, you have three judges. Two of your instructors that you've met and talked to over time, if you so choose. One of them, she's very simple. I want a earth dish. So just one ingredient you have to really worry about for her. The other one, she's like, I want earth and fire. Oh, no, she, yeah, she's earth and fire, earth and water. I can't remember. Okay, I can do that. Like, I've done that before. I made a single dish and a double dish. I can do that. But then it's really cool. The chairman becomes the third judge of the final round. So you have to three, make three dishes, and the chairman is one of them. So, of course, the chairman's very picky, right? He wants a rainbow dish. He wants equal parts fire, water, and earth. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, the fuck do you want me to do? I have 12 minutes to make three dishes. And your picky ass wants equal parts water, fire, and earth? You are out of your goddamn mind, chairman. Let's go! And have to run out and do it. And also what made that very hard was for that match, the themed ingredient was Hydra. So two of the zones have like a boss-style monster where it's very powerful, it does a lot of damage and all that good stuff. Like there's some parts I'm missing in the game, but I'm really not worried about it. So it does a lot of damage... And it has some really good ingredients. But the problem is being a boss-style monster, the dragon and the hydra, it only spawns once. So when you go to kill the hydra, it gives you, let's say, five ingredients. You have to spread... You have to make sure not to forget, again, that memory, not to forget that you spread it out between the three dishes so everyone gets a piece of hydra. Because they don't, you get penalized. So I have to make a rainbow dish with limited ingredients... Because, again, I need Hydra and all the, all the dishes. So I'm, like, running around grabbing, like, mushrooms and stuff. Like, a bunch of just random shit to fill in the gaps and try and balance these dishes out. It was incredibly stressful. And at the end, when they're judging it, it's very rewarding. And that's, like, a key part to this game, I feel. Because it's not about the AI skill, because the AI is kind of scaled to you. It's your own personal skill. And when you fail, it's not like, ah, shit, the AI was better. It's like, no, I fucked up. I didn't finish it in time. I didn't get the right ingredients. I forgot the theme ingredient. Like, I've, I've done that a couple times where I would forget to put the themed ingredient into a dish, and now my strategy is I immediately get the themed ingredient and start a dish with the themed ingredients. Even if it's multiple dishes, I'll just get three dishes started, each one with the theme ingredient. That way, that's out of the way to help with my memory. So the game just rewards you. The AI is just there, I feel, to be a filler, to make it a competition. But that's not what matters. So when I beat that gauntlet, I felt good. You know, I, I enjoyed the fight because I had to make six dishes in a row. 
And the last one was a very unique setup with the rainbow dish and then the dual palette with limited ingredients. Like, in 12 minutes. I had to do all this in 12 minutes. And it sounds like a lot, but I'm sure anyone who's watched something like Iron Chef or just knows cooking in general, like not even a game terms, but just cooking in general, it it takes time. It It definitely takes time to get everything going. Now, in the game... It's magical. Like, the girl, she snaps her fingers and the fire lights. So it's very quick and instant. But still, that 12-minute timer to gather all the ingredients, fight the monsters, because you can only get the ingredients if you kill them. So to fight the monsters, pick up the ingredients, come back, and play a puzzle game over and over and over again to craft it just the right way. Because I'm not just trying to solve a puzzle and move on, like in Tetris. I'm not just trying to make a line. No, I'm trying to make sure that I match specific things with specific things and use specific ingredients to give me the right pieces for the puzzle. Everything just kind of ties together. Like, the UI is very, very simple. When you kill in monsters, you have your mana for your magic. You have your HP that if you run out, you don't die. You just go back to the kitchen. You drop all your ingredients. You have to go back and get them. So you lose some time. It hurts, okay? But that's that. And then you have your satchel that shows all the ingredients you picked up, which can only carry a certain amount at a time. And then when you're cooking, it's just, here's your grid, your ingredients at the top, mix them. It's so simple that it allows you to focus in on the challenge of the clock. Because the clock is the unifying thing here. If it wasn't for the clock, the game would be very easy. I can take my time, make sure I pick the right ingredients, make sure I match things as specific as possible. But no, the clock being that unifying factor of the challenge, you have to beat the clock. I love it. I, I really love the game, and I guarantee you as soon as I beat the game, the campaign, I'm going to go through again on hard mode and see how that compares to normal because I'm generally curious. And outside of the campaign, there are other things. Like there's daily challenges you can do where it's like, you have to verse a certain opponent with making a certain dish with certain limitations, yada, yada, yada. There's also local multiplayers. So you can actually verse a friend, which is really cool. There's a challenge mode where it like, has specific challenges for you to complete. I haven't done any of that stuff yet. I've just been playing the campaign. I actually have a friend coming over today, so him and I can try out the multiplayer because I'm generally curious to see how it compares to single player. So the game has more options. It's not just the basic campaign. There's other things you can do with it, which... I like. I think that's pretty nifty. And I'm really excited to bring this game to work for the gaming club that I run to show my students the game. Because I think they'll get a, some of them will get a real kick out of it with how it is. And also, they enjoy versing me in games. Like, a lot of times I'll bring a game like Halo. I'll be like, I used to play Halo when I was a kid. Or Smash Bros. or something like that. They always want to verse me, like, to test their skills. So I think this would be a fun way to say, like, all right, I have a certain level of skill. You were going to play this game. You're going to get on my level. Let's go, bro. So yeah, Battle Chef Brigade. It has a near-perfect union between matching puzzle games, beat-em-up slash light RPG elements. A wonderful union that, honestly, the game, I like the dialogue, and I do all like the little, like, you have still side missions to get money, that those side missions actually help you. Like, it's a there's a puzzle one where you're trying to get a certain amount of points based on what the pot gives you. So you have to do, like, certain matches and use certain sauces. There is a hunting job, so you're just, like, hunting monsters so you can practice your speed. And then there is a line cook job that you can do where it's you have to get certain patterns. Like, you don't have to match gems. You just have to get a certain pattern 
within the pod in a certain amount of time. And like the more patterns you match, the more people you served. So the puzzles and the side jobs help you practice your skills. And there's a practice kit you can go to also to just essentially without the pressure of the clock, practice making dishes and practice hunting and stuff like that. But me, I just, I look forward to so much doing the challenges and doing the duels. It, it's a game like they've made it where I want to do the battles. Like sometimes you'll do an RPG. You know, I hate, I've been over this. I hate the grind. In RPG games that have a lot of like random fights, they're cool at first because I can try out new things. Like, hey, I just leveled up. Let me try out my new skills. It's great. But after a while, it's like, okay, I just want to proceed. Like, I want to get to the boss. I want to get to the challenge that this level presents me that the trash mobs no longer can present me. So sometimes I start to dread or regret going into battle, but Battleship Brigade, I always want to. The, w- the way they made it, I want to get to that next duel. I want to try my hand again. Like, I know I know what I'm doing. Like, I know how I want to make my dishes. I'm just eager to see what can they throw at me next. Like, what kind of judges am I going to have to do next? How many dishes do I have to make? What kind of taste palettes are they going to have? What's going to be the unique ingredient that I have to work into this? Because that's where my brain kicks in. I know Now that I know the area and I know my themed ingredient, how can I complement that? Which other ingredients in this zone will have the same gems? Or if the themed ingredient has mostly fire and the people only want water, what ingredients have strong water presence with like automatic tier 2 flavor gems? Because I'm going to hunt those up because that's gonna how I'm going to complement my dish. It's It's amazing. It it makes you rack your brain that way in a way I never, I never done before. Honestly, I'm thinking of flavors, but not just a cooking game like as a puzzle game. Like, what kind of pieces of the puzzle can I get to complement this piece of the puzzle? So it's cool. It it is puzzle, but it's also not the way you have to think about it. So Battleship Brigade, if you haven't, it's like twenty bucks on Steam. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'll do what I always do every other time. You know, I'm going to post it up in the description. Like, I'll link to the Steam page for Battleship Brigade. That way you have a chance to pick it up if you haven't yet. Because I have like, yeah, 20 bucks. 20 bucks for this game. So I'll have it linked so you can check it out. I'm going to wrap up this conversation so I can immediately go back and continue playing this game. Because I'm addicted to it. it it's a highly addicting game. So that is Battleship Brigade, the beat-em-up puzzle game with light RPG elements of over-the-top characters in a cook-to-solve-your-problems setting, which I love. So I didn't even get really into the story. There is a story there. There is a well-crafted story there. Don't get me wrong. The story is present, and I really enjoy the story. The forefront of the game is the mechanics, and I think that's what really sells it above all other games, is the mechanics behind it. So check it out if you haven't already. If you don't have it, honestly, buy it. I give this my stamp of approval 100%. It is a game you should pick up and play, especially if you like anything related to puzzles, anything related to cooking, or anything related to beat-em-up. It's the game for you. Thank you all for listening once again. We are in November. December is around the corner. We're going to do something special for December. I don't know what, but we're going to do something. So until next time in a week, I hope you all enjoy. Take care. You know the drill by now. Love yourself. All right.
Bye-bye.